You now have three pieces of the title. You have said you want to be the undisputed middleweight champion. That could mean a fight with Demetrius Andrade. You also said you want the biggest fights. I think everyone would agree Gennady Golovkin, who's here in the crowd tonight, represents the next biggest fight for you. What do you want to do next? I'm just looking for the biggest challenge. That's all I want. I want the biggest challenge, and I want that to be my next fight. Do you feel there is unfinished business between you and Golovkin? No, para mí ya terminaron, pero si quiero otra pelea y la gente quiere otra pelea, estoy listo para ganarle nuevamente. No, for me we're done, but if the people want another fight, we'll do it again and I'll beat them again. What is undisputed middle? Para, para eso estoy aquí para pelear, para eso nací, para eso estoy aquí para defender lo mío y aquí estamos para pelear con quien sea. That's why I'm here. That's what I was born for, to fight, to defend what's mine and I'll fight anyone. Welcome back to the Fight Show podcast on the Fantasy Sports Cave Network presented by SeatGeek. Folks, SeatGeek makes it the easiest app out there to find a, a cheap seat. The greener the bubble, the better the deal, folks. I haven't used it lately, but make sure you use it as soon as possible for your latest concerts, events, fights, all that stuff. And more regular Dave is over here looking at me very surprised. He's our guest today. Give a, give a, give a, give a big hello to regular Dave. Hey. In the building. What's I got my up? guy regular Dave. You know, on today's show, we're going to be talking about the Canelo Alvarez versus Danny Jacobs decision. What's next for both fighters? We got to talk about heel, triple G, and whatever else regular Dave throws into the pot of a creamy goodness we have on today's <laughs> Fight Show podcast. I don't think people realize how excited I am to have regular Dave on the podcast, but let me get through my reading. The main event today on this uh, episode, Fight Show podcast number nine, got an interview with Abraham Supernova. He's 14 and 0. He's 10, he has 10 knockouts. He's Cuban and Dominican. He's pretty wild. He's got a great beard. He's fighting Friday, May 10th. It's on Facebook Live. And you know what? He happened to talk to me at the Room Visai Gallo Estrada weigh-ins. He had just signed with his new manager. He was super excited. He's looking to get a big fight on the zone or a big fight with top rank. So we got we're, we're talking to Supernova real quick in the main event. And then the championship rounds to close the show. Regular Dave and I are going to be chopping it up about the Golden Boy undercard, which uh, he, he couldn't watch because of the zone. And they're fuck ups. Like, oh, we got to, we're gonna talk about the zone as well. Don't forget that we're gonna talk about the zone and kick off the show probably. And then you got Hurd and Williams and on PBC. And then you got the top rank card to close the show, folks. Let's uh let's dive right into it. Hit the beat. Oh, Cinco de Mayo weekend, regular Dave. What, what can I say? What can I say? It's, the, the Canelo fights have brought us together for the last two times. I'm really excited you're on the show right now, regular Dave. Yeah, man, I'm excited to be here. I, man, I love talking boxing. I'll, I'll talk boxing with people that don't even watch. No, it's great. It, 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 you're kind of like me. I'll talk boxing with somebody, and then there's like a, a, a point where they hit where like I have no idea who the hell he's talking about yeah. after like <laughs> the big four, Canelo, Crawford. Like Spence, maybe, and then, you know, Wilder, uh, jo they're like, oh, I don't know who the heck they're talking about. But, yeah, man, Regular Dave, good friend, known him for a long time, at Regular Dave, 2975. Some of the best boxing stuff we is we've done it together. We did the Canelo Triple G breakdown. You thought Canelo won the second fight. I had it slightly towards Gennady Golovkin, who is changing the way he spells his name. Have you seen this? This is part of his heel turn we're going to talk about in a second. No, I have not. He added a Y, I mean an I. So between D and Y at the end, it's D-I-Y now. Gennady, but you know, he says that he wants it to spell right this time, damn it. So he's on his he's on his heel tour. Dave, what'd you think about the zone as a whole, man, before we get into it? I mean, I like the idea. I don't think 
internet is just there yet for I don't know. I was getting nervous, man. We were trying to log in and it just kept saying error, error. It did it for like 30, 40 minutes. Oh. And so we, we just started getting nervous because I'm like, I can't miss this fight. I got a podcast tomorrow. I've been waiting for this fight. And it, I was starting to get irritated. But after we got to log in, I'm like, man, we got this fight for because we're just going to cancel. <laughs> we're just going to cancel. This month. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, that's a probably 90% of the, the Mexican-American pay-per-view population was like, we'll just get this and then we'll cancel it. And for the next one, we'll have our homie Ernesto do it. And then for the next fight yeah. after, we'll have Raul do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, you do a rotation of your party group. But it ends up a $20 pay-per-view. I mean, you would normally pay $70, $80 for this and you got it for 20 bucks. And this is this was a primetime pay-per-view. This was yeah. one that you would pay $79. For. This was their first big event on DAZN. So they had to go. Uh, they had to go big time. They want the hundred dollars a year. Uh, and, but you know what? You, you you get Canelo. You get Joshua in the same pay cycle. You got Usyk and Takam this pay cycle. You got the Inui Rodriguez in there as well. So his own really stacking it up around the Canelo card. So you uh, you have to stay. And then you got Triple G, who is just outside the pay cycle. You have to renew right before you get to Triple G. So that's very smart plan right there. But let's uh, let's dive right into the main event because luckily it worked out. You got Jacobs walking. You got Canelo walking. It's the, the top draw in the game. La cara de boxeo, the face of Latin American boxing. And I don't know if you, I don't know, maybe you have a counter to this. I think he's the face of American boxing right now in general. I don't think there's a bigger boxing star in America than Canelo Alvarez, regular Dave. I, I'd have to agree. I'd have I mean, to agree. I want it to be a Crawford. I want it to be a Spence. Not yet. It, it probably should be a Deontay Wilder. He's the heavyweight champion. He's hilarious to listen to. But right now it's Canelo Alvarez, and he had a fight against Danny Jacobs last night. It was um, a lot closer, in my opinion, than what the announcers made it sound like. I think the zone with their funky camera angles kind of tripped me out, too. I like their funky camera angles. But then Brian Kenny and Sergio Moore are very pro Canelo Alvarez. I thought Canelo Alvarez won four of the first five rounds regular, Dave. And then in the second half of the fight, I don't know if Canelo cooled down a little bit. I don't know if Canelo was slowing down because he did the least amount of road work he's ever done for a fight for this fight. His knee was bothering him. He had the sleeve on. And uh, yeah, Danny Jacobs turned that southpaw stance halfway through the fight. And uh, it was kind of working for him as well, though. They, the the, uh, the announcer was kind of like, what the heck? Why is he southpaw? And then he would hit Canelo in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they, they wouldn't call that's it. Why he he wouldn't that's why he's <laughs> Hit a monster left hook. Canelo's got an iron chin, ladies and gentlemen. Regular Dave, I'm okay with 8-4. That's what I had the fight. 7-5, I'm even okay with. But in Las Vegas, under the circumstances, the close rounds, I'm going to give it to Canelo because I know the judges are going to give it to Canelo. Dave, what did you think of the main event? I scored it 8 for Canelo, but yep. Brian Brian Kenny was pissing me off. <laughs> he, he he made it to be that this fight isn't even competitive. Yo, he you made know, it sound he, like it was a 10-2 fight. Yeah, and so every time – and he even kind of commented on his own bias. He said Canelo landed a shot, Danny Jacobs landed a shot, and I called the Canelo shot. I'm like, what? Well, you're telling us about your bias. Right. But I, I thought it was close. I just thought at the end of the day, and this is kind of what I like it in fights, is I wanted to know who was better. And I think Canelo is just better than Danny Jacobs. Yeah. Um, I, I I thought Danny Jacobs would give him more problems. And I think everybody's saying, well, if he would have worked harder at the beginning, with the fresh Canelo, he couldn't have. I don't know. I, I think Canelo, we know he has stamina issues. I think he just wore down a bit. So Dan, Danny Jacobs did come in, come on at the end. But Canelo had banked too many rounds. Right. No, I, I agree with you, man. Canelo uh, was fresh. His head movement, his defense was really crisp and really good. And he was, you know, putting water in the basement, as Teddy Atlas would say, hitting that body up. And it is what it is, man. It's uh, it's 
We'll see what happens. Canelo Alvarez now gets all the belts, minus the WBO. That's for Boo Boo to defend later this year against uh, Sulecki. It's, it's a tough fight, but uh, hopefully he pulls through it. Boo Boo's undefeated. He is the last champion in the middleweight division because Canelo's got four of the belts, the ring, the WBA, the WBC, and now the IBF. Who do you think is next for Canelo Alvarez regular, Dave? Do you think they're going to hop into that Gennady Golovkin rematch? Do yeah, you I think, think so. Callum Smith in the UK is something he talked about? Do you think he waits and gets boo-boo on Draj? What, what do you think is going to happen, man? I don't know. It's looking like Triple G. That's probably the most money. Too much money uh, in there, right, regular Dave? Too much money, and he's not – you know, there's no fear of Triple G anymore. He's fought up twice. So he, I, I think the, the third time it will probably be a little more decisive for Canelo, but I think that's what's next. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to fight uh, boo-boo Andre – or Andrade, however you say his name. I don't know. Yeah, he's got it like five he's, ways. It's every way possible he announces it. Andrade, yeah. Andrade, Andrade. I, I remember watching him on ESPN Friday Night Fights, and in the middle of the fight in the corner, he's kind of not doing what he's supposed to, and he asks his dad, tell me I'm great. <laughs> or I don't know if his dad is his trainer or whoever his trainer. He's like, tell him, like he needed reassurance, and I was like, ooh, that's not good for a fight. <laughs> he just needed to hear some positivity at that very moment. Yeah, man, his career hasn't gone the arc that I thought he would because it looked like he had all the tools. Um, but I, I don't know if it's a just he's not worth the risk to fight because he is good. Yeah. Um, I think Canelo probably will put that on ice for a little bit. And he, he needs to get that belt. But I think Triple G's next. I I, am, I agree with you 100%. I think uh, Triple G will be next for Canelo. There's too much money involved. They got the new wrinkle in the armor right there. Where, oh, he's got a new trainer, ladies and gentlemen. Look out, we're gonna sell this fight even more because now he has Klitschko's trainer. If 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 Jonathan Banks was the one responsible for making Klitschko look really um loose on his feet and we're using that jab against Ty, uh Anthony Joshua, then yeah, I think maybe Gennady Golovkin will learn from him instead of just coming forward Mexican style. Maybe Gennady will work back behind a jab a little more. It should be uh interesting to see. I'll take Gennady Golovkin to fight in September. I don't know when they'll have a rematch because Dave. I'm telling you, if it's close, I've been saying this all over the Fight Show podcast and my, my co-host on the MMA show, Steven, he agrees with me, is that if it's close, they're going to give it to Triple G so they can make a fourth fight in the Raiders arena next September or Cinco de Mayo to, to, for all the money. So everybody gets paid. Everybody makes all that money. But I don't know if they would do a fourth one right away Cinco de Mayo. Maybe they will. Maybe they don't, they won't. Uh, I, I, cause I think that December fight, there's always a Canelo December fight now, regular day. I mean, he fought Rocky Felding. He may go to the UK. He may fight a jabroni. He may fight a Callum Smith in UK. He talked about it. He may fight jabroni in Mexico city. Who knows? But Golovkin is next. Boo-boo will be around there. If Boo-boo doesn't lose to Selecki, cause that's a tough fight for him at home, but it's going to be Canelo and Golovkin regular Dave, my guy, welcome on the show at regular Dave, two, nine, seven, five. So happy to have him be back on the show. We got to talk about heel Triple G, my guy. Can we can we sunglasses indoors to top it all off? And then he tweets, Dave. He tweets, and hey, it was sparring. It was a good sparring show. That's no big drama show. Just like wow, Petty Golovkin. I love it. This is on top of him getting rid of Abel Sanchez. They couldn't come to a money agreement, uh, and now he got Jonathan Banks, Klitschko's trainer, which I understand with the uh, Lawler promoting Klitschko. I'm sure Loeffler has a tight promotion with a tight connection with Banks, and they put it all together, and he took a probably a, a better number than uh, that than Abel Sanchez, according to Golovkin. You know what I'm saying? What do you what do you think about Triple G right now? He's facing Steve Rolls. I never heard of Steve Rolls up until about last week. He's a massive underdog. This fight's at 164. Uh, this is the definition of a tune-up fight for Gennady Golovkin, is it not? 
Yeah, I'm okay with that. As long as it leads to something big, you don't want to see him get in there and kind of take a risk that he doesn't need to before the big fight. But Hill Triple G, I did not see that coming no. whatsoever. I didn't Canelo see him knocked in, the English out of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't speak a lick of English anymore. <laughs> I, I didn't see him part with Abel Sanchez, who is beyond salty about that. That, that was not like a, hey, go do your thing. That's like a, how dare you betray me type deal. Uh, but I like Hill Triple G, to be honest. You need a Hill. Yeah. You need a heel, and you know what? Canelo was kind of the heel last time with the meat and all that stuff, and now yeah. it's, a, it's a double turn now. And then yeah. you got a Triple G just, <laughs> just, just talking in Russian, doing his thing, bright yellow jacket to the to the to the to the to his press conference. It's all good, man. Uh, can't wait to see. He he called the New York judges honest compared to Las Vegas. <laughs> you, can, you know how he feels about the uh, the New York the uh, the judges. Fun fact: the judges for uh, Canelo Golovkin too were the, all the three same judges for last night as well. So. Hey, I thought this is the first time in a long time. I thought the judges just nailed it on. Like normally you had a one oddball judge that yeah. just have it the other way by four points. But I, I thought the judges nailed it, man. Yeah, I, they nailed it. Seven, five, eight, four, I think is the right call. And Danny Jacobs just didn't start faster. I mean, like what we just talked about, Canelo prevented him from starting faster. And it was a very close fight. All three of uh, his losses, well, the Golovkin loss was close. This one was close. And that Pirog one, he probably could have gotten up from. But it's – uh. I don't know. It's uh, Jacobs is probably going to move up to super middleweight right now. From what I'm hearing, he says he's hard for him to make sixty. He didn't give a fuck about the weight clause. Nah, I'm gonna pay like, that. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna pay that, Dave. <laughs> I'm paying that. Now he hasn't been super impressive to me since the Triple G fight. Like his last, I want to say two fights, I was like, ooh, I don't know. But I thought he was just going to really shine during the Canelo fight. But he hasn't. Because now, correct me if I'm wrong. When's when's his last knockout? Was that? Peter Quillen, or has he knocked somebody out since then? Sergio Mora. Oh, he did knock him out, huh? He knocked out. He went on a little streak, bro. He knocked out Mora, Kid Chocolate, Mora, Truax. Okay, I'm dead wrong. Well, Mora talked about it several times last night. About yeah, Mora loved to be like, yeah, he beat me. And yeah, he got he, him he, twice. He kept saying, oh, he hit me with that punch, and it worked. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah. I, was like, oh, I knocked him down with that one. Like, I, I, I think Mora knocked him down, or he got knocked out. Yeah, Sergio yeah. Mora was like, I'm getting my shit in. Deal with it. Yeah, he he um I don't know his last two fights, he just didn't look the sharpest. And this fight, I was like, ah, I still have faith. I want to root for the American dude, cancer right. survivor. It's just hard, like it's just hard to root against Danny Jacobs to me. Like it's just yeah. So I was rooting for him, and even while I'm rooting for him, I'm like, oop, that's a Canelo round. Oop, that's a Canelo round. Right. So so yeah, once he banked all those rounds and then Jacob comes on at the end, if he would have run, I, I'm assuming the judges gave the last round to Canelo, right? Is do you know the cards? I know all all three judges gave the uh, gave the first five rounds to Canelo. The first five, I thought Jacobs yeah, had Jacobs winning four out of the last six. I think. Yeah, well, well, one of those rounds, man. If they go the other way, that's a draw, right? Because two two judges had it one fifteen, one thirteen. Yeah, two judges had it seven five. Yeah, so so one of those rounds goes the other way. You have a draw, and then everybody's saying Canelo got robbed. Yeah, but you know what? Would you have been mad at a draw for that fight? Kinda, yeah. Yeah, by the eight four Canelo. Eight, I, I just see he ain't doing enough for a draw, in my opinion. I don't know if it's the bias that me giving Canelo rounds because I know Vegas is going to give him them rounds, but I couldn't have. I I couldn't. No, a draw. No. Let me tell you, two judges gave the twelfth to Canelo. I mean, to Jacobs. One judge gave the twelfth to Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, that, that actually, yeah, one judge had him sweeping the first five rounds. 
The other two judges had Jacobs winning the first round. That I that I had him winning the first round too. Right. Yeah. It was close, but you know, I I lean towards Canelo when it comes to the close rounds. But uh, yeah, it was a it was uh, it was a good decision. Both guys will lead to massive paydays. It looks like the zone just has a ton of money. Yeah. I love it. They just keep paying for big fights and and top fighters and. They're kind of running it like pro wrestling where they're kind of showing the highlights of the arguments backstage. And then they got like the next opponent, like they had Tevin Farmer do an interview in the middle of the fight. Then they, you know, they go to Boo Boo on draws and then Gennady Golovkin. Like, I get it. They're trying to build it up and, and do their thing. So I'm more, I'm, I'm, I kind of like this, how they're doing like a WWE universe kind of thing where there's all these promoters and they work with like eight different promoters to make good fights happen. Whereas PBC is just PBC. And then ESPN has two now. They have what, uh, top rank and, uh, and Frank Warren's company in England, so they—that's they, how they got con. So okay, that that makes sense there. Billy Joe Saunders, Tyson Fury, uh, MTK—that's who I was thinking of. MTK. So they they they're with the uh, ESPN. So all good stuff. Anything else uh, on the main event for Canelo Alvarez? Anything else regular, Dave? Uh, I thought it was good. People didn't like the fight. I it's chess match. And- hey, it was a high level, two high level oh, guys. Yeah. Jacobs is a, as was a national champion as an amateur. I mean, he comes from a very decorated background. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed it, and and Jacobs can hold his head high and go into his next fight saying, "Hey, man, I he I mean I could see it's not a Broner situation where you're like, how do you think you won? Like right. I can see Jacobs him being in the ring saying, "Hey, man, those close rounds I won." The only problem I do have with Jacobs is he had that interview with Max, and Max talked about Canelo, um, Canelo versus Mayweather. Somebody had that fight a draw, and that's his, his, his Triple G fights. Um, that how could you get a decision? And, and Jacobs was like, what do you mean? What are you saying, Max? So knowing that, you know that you really have to dominate. Yeah. So knowing that you're not going to get the close rounds, I was just a little disappointed in his output. But at the same time, man, Canelo, Canelo, that that head movement was special. Dude, um, he, he was he was like futuristic with some of that movement. Now, I, I have noticed that they are giving him uh props for defense almost like it's offense at times um the same the same some of the same things that they said made mayweather boring they were kind of like rooting on last night bro brian kenny was everybody was anything canelo did they were rooting for though yeah so i'm like yeah i mean i I like it i enjoy that type of boxing so it you know i was was a great fight great tackly fight tack tactical fight tack tack whatever tactics you know what i mean dave yeah and uh it was just uh i thought it was a good high level chess match high level fight and in the end, Jacobs. Just, I mean, uh, Jacobs just like did enough to lose. I don't know if you get what what I mean. I, I he do. did just enough to just lose rounds. Like he just, oh, it was so close. Like Canelo doing his thing in Vegas. That's what he does. Can't wait for him to fight in September against Golovkin. And then that random December show he does. Let's see if he does another one of those random December's in Mexico, UK, LA. Yeah, I'm here for one it. One of those things. Dave, that was the opening bell. We had a lot of fun right there. Real quick, we do. We're 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 gonna kick it over to the main event real quick, Dave. Got my interview with Abraham Supernova, 14-0. He was a bronze medalist at the Olympic trials. Solid fighter, hilarious guy. It was a little sloppy in that interview, Dave. Like how I am right now with this margarita. It was a little sloppy. <laughs> uh, I had just met him, so I was I was at the weigh-in regular, Dave. Just talked to Eddie Hearn. And then this Nova guy who just got signed, he's there with his manager, and I was talking to his manager who manages Diego Pacheco, who is an a up-and-coming guy. He's from L.A. I figure, hey, man, is it cool if I interview your guy Pacheco after the fight? He's like, yeah, no problem. And of course, my, my guy Tim right here is like, you can interview this guy. I was like, all right, I'm not going to say no. I'm going to interview Abraham Nova. So here comes the Abraham Nova interview. 
Alex Fernandez here on behalf of Fantasy Sports Cave, and I look who I found. State your name, my man, because you are crushing shit out here, man. State your name. Abraham Supernova. And what, what what weight class do you fight at? I fight at 130 super featherweight. Oh, that's a that's a pretty busy weight class. You got a Gervonta Tank Davis. You got Andrew Concio. Who are you looking out there? Are you with uh, who are you with? Are you with the Zone? I'm with Split Team Management, okay. and and we're looking to get him with the Zone or top rank. What do you see in the 130 pound division? Do you think Tank? Do you, do you got something for the South Pod of uh, your fighting in Springfield, Maryland? It's so funny. Gervonta Davis is from that area as well. Uh, you, what do you see in, in Tank Davis? He's undefeated. He's a hard hitter, but I'm sure you see a little holes in his game. I see a lot of holes in his game, and and I see a lot of talent that come that come within myself, and yeah. I see that he, he he doesn't match the skills that I bring and the power that I bring in the ring. Did you happen to check the answer the uh, Andrew Cancio Machado fight that happened a couple months ago? Yes, I saw that fight. Um, you know, Cancio was a rugged fighter, came in good body shots, you know, and got him out of there. He's a good fighter, but there's skills and there's levels and. And if he was in there with me, that wouldn't happen with me. I mean, it would have it been the other way around. He would have got hurt, and he, I would have stopped him early. Now, forgive me, because we just met about 45 seconds ago, yeah. so I'm trying to get Donald up all this information. What is your record right now? I'm 14 and over 10 knockouts. My goodness. You just you just lay everyone out in sight, huh? Yeah, everyone. Everyone out. Put them out. Quick. Easy work, man, huh? Easy work. Easy work. <laughs> I, I don't play when I get in there. I don't get paid for overtime. How, uh, how many times do you want to fight this year if all goes well, no hand injuries, no cuts, all that stuff? Well, last year I fought six times. The year before I fought six times. So this year I'm trying to get five. Do you have uh, amateur experience? Do you have a big amateur background? Yes, I was ranked number one in the country 2014, 2015, wow. 2016. I went to the Olympic trials, got a bronze medal. You were an Olympic bronze medalist? At the, at the Olympic trials. That's impressive, man. Team USA? Team USA. Hey, man, before we go, let them know where they can find you. Obviously, you got Tim behind the camera. He's the man right here hooking us up. Split team management. He put us together. Let's get your social media real quick so we can follow you. You guys can follow me on Instagram, AbrahamNova22. Also on Twitter, AbrahamNova22. And on Facebook, Supernova TV. There it is, folks. Abraham Supernova, Supernova TV. He's taking over 130 pounds, and he's coming to a DAZN or a somewhere near you because I want to see this guy fight. I may have to make the trip to Silver Spring, Maryland. Is that correct? Spring, Springfield, Springfield, Ma Maryland. Springfield, Massachusetts. Massachusetts? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, I can get a direct flight there, so that's all good, man. Check it out. Abraham Nova. And that was my interview with Abraham Supernova. If you enjoyed it, make sure to watch the full video on my YouTube channel. Got 100 subscribers on my new channel, Regular Dave. It's uh, it's it's blowing up right now. Hey man, I like the arc on the channel. I like the arc. You go. It's all about it's all about the arc, people. Ask your girlfriend, ask your fellow YouTubers. It's all about the arc. Dave, I know you didn't you didn't really watch uh you didn't really watch the uh, undercard of Golden Boy, so I'm gonna talk about it real quick. And I know with your boxing knowledge, you can contribute to this. Or, or maybe you can't. Who knows? But you know what? Saddam Ali, he was on the pay-per-view, man. He lost to Anthony Young. Anthony Young was a twelve hunt, a plus 1,200 underdog, bro. Ooh, I like that. A lot of people bet on him. He stopped Saddam Ali in three. Tough. Tough. I don't know where Ali goes from this. He kind of is just uh, falling off a cliff a little bit right now. So tough thing. Lamont Roach Jr., he beat this Puerto Rican guy. I don't know if he beat him, though, Dave. It was one of those, ah, oh. maybe the Puerto Rican guy won, but you're going to get this decision. Was it a split decision at least? Huh? Was it at least a split decision? I know. They gave it to him all the way. Lamont Roach Jr. got the W. He keeps it moving. He's a top prospect. Got to talk about my Nicaraguan, Dave. You know, I love my Nicaraguans. Uh, Freddie Fonseca or is it Frankie Fonseca? Either way, it's Fonseca. And uh, he was fighting uh, Joseph Diaz, who looked like Bad Bunny. He looked like Bad Bunny with the, with the spray paint hair and all that stuff.
130 pounds. I believe this was his third fight at 130, and he looked great. He stopped Fonseca about five rounds. They threw in the towel because uh, he put on that hurt on him. He put that hurt on him regular Dave. Now, I don't know if you've seen about Tevin Farmer. I don't know if you know about Tevin Farmer. My guy, Tevin Farmer, he's 28-4, 29-4. Guys won 22 straight fights, okay? He doesn't have the knockout power, but he's got the skills that pay the bills. And Joseph Diaz versus Tevin Farmer is a fight that I like to see. Maybe they do it on the Canelo Golovkin undercard. Tevin's going to be defending his title in July. Dave, Tevin Farmer's uh, defended his title five times in eight months, bro. That's Hey, I like that kind of boxer. Active champion, bro. Yeah, we need that. And then uh, if we get a Joseph Diaz, Tevin Farmer fight, I'm going to obviously favor Farmer a little bit right now. But Joseph Diaz can do all can do all that good stuff as well. It'll be a good fight. This Call is all lead. Oh, huh? I didn't mean to cut you off. This is all leading the Tevin Farmer tank, right? That's the that's the payoff. Maybe because uh, Te- the, if we look at the zone, Tevin Farmer is the IBF. Andrew Concio is the WBA regular. And then I forgot who's in between if the other guy's on the zone as well. So they got to figure out uh, who, who fights at 130 pounds for those belts. But Tank is on PBC. You know, they would have to make a massive offer for them for Al Heyman and Leonard Elby to let Tank fight on the zone to have the Tevin Farmer fight. We'll see. Tank barely made 130 the last two times. So right, right. he's going to maybe have to move up to 135 pounds where it's Lomachenko land and. Uh, Garcia just gave up his title, so it's uh, it's interesting, right? That you got Kami in there in that, in that mix, but yeah, Golden Boy prospects showing out, and in the Coleman event, this one showed out even more regular. Dave, Dave, Virgil Ortiz, I, I, I'm getting into like my radio voice. Dave, I gotta tell you, man, Dave, <laughs> I hit the extra note there for regular Dave. You gotta get extra with regular Dave. Virgil Ortiz is the best prospect Golden Boy has. This guy's 13-0 with 13 knockouts, and he knocked out Mauricio Herrera, Herrera on his feet. Ooh. The guy was the guy was out on his feet, and then he fell down horrifically. It was all bad. And Herrera retired after that. He was done. Remember, this is the same guy that gave Danny Garcia a lot of problems in their fight in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think Herrera beat Danny Garcia in that fight, uh, including myself. Like Danny Garcia, he did great against Granados, but I think Mauricio Herrera should have got that decision. Herrera's done. Virgil Ortiz keeps the keeps the pound train moving, and he's he's no more prospect. He's a contender, regular Dave. Yeah, thirteen and 0, 13 KOs. You're a contender. Yeah, I just don't know who he fights at that weight class right now. One forty seven. He may be fighting at one forty, Dave, and we know one forty is pretty is pretty yoked up. Is he ready for AB? <laughs> yeah, he's fighting. He's facing Mauricio Herrera one forty seven. Usually fights at one forty, but you know, Dave, one forty. I don't know if you've seen Regis Progarai. He fought on his own last week. That guy's an animal from New Orleans. He's cleaning house. He's taking names. He's trying to get all the belts at 140. Uh, yeah, you got Maurice Hooker as well on the zone. So you could do Maurice Hooker versus Virgil, but maybe Virgil goes back to 135. Uh, Devin Haney just signed. Oh, he signed with the zone? With the zone. You know, okay. I'm surprised Leonard and he got out of the PPC grass, but he must have signed. He must have gotten a big bag regular, Dave. Yeah. Oh, he had to. So yeah. we'll see what's next for Virgil Ortiz. Uh, I like to see him in AB. If, if if PBC got rid of AB and AB went to the zone, yeah, we thinking of gatekeepers. He's he's like the. He's not a gatekeeper though. That's not that's a strong word. That's a bad word actually. I'll take that. I got I, I, like it was a, it was a top. He's not tier one, maybe tier two, tier three. You know maybe Granados now, but Granados is on PBC. Tough. Maybe Amir Khan. <laughs> no, Amir Khan may be still too good right now. Uh, 
Wait, so define gatekeeper. You got to go a gatekeeper. You just got to it's a dude you got to go through to get to the top dude. Right. That's right? What and, I don't know. any. I don't know any 147 right now or 140. Dave, I know you didn't watch the the top rank show. Not a lot of people did. Top rank had a boxing card. Uh, they had the 115 pound guy from the Philippines. He's a beast. Uh, another champion. He ran through his guy in about five rounds. The main event was this light heavyweight. And I can't even pronounce his name right. It's Beterbiev or Berbertiev. Anyway. He's a beast. He knocked out the hot rod in about five rounds, regular Dave. And uh, he's got he's all he's he's one of those all knockouts guy. 13-0 with 13 knockouts, like like Virgil Ortiz, but he's a champion. This guy's knocking out light heavyweight contenders just like like nothing. He's a beast. Unfortunately, with lightweight, light heavyweight rather, the champions are all spread out all over the place. Yeah, we have Kovalev on ESPN, and we got this guy on ESPN, but you got uh Dimitri Bivel, he's on DAZN. Right, he's undefeated Russian dude. All these Eastern European dudes are crushing it at light heavyweight. Kovalev, uh, except Andre Ward. Andre Ward said, "Fuck all that. I'm yeah. taking out all the Eastern Europeans. Deal with it." But now that he's retired and he's talking on top rank, it's all uh, it's all Eastern Europeans, Russians, Ukrainians, all that great stuff. Nobody does anybody bring Ward back out. Is that you think that's a possibility or no? He was looking like a cruiserweight, Dave. I don't know if you saw his photo <laughs> on the training. He could probably fight a cruiserweight. I don't know if he'd come back to 175 pounds, though. It would be interesting. You know it would be a good fight? A good comeback fight for for, for, for Andre Ward? Andre Ward versus Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Day. Tell uh, me I'm wrong. You're, you're wrong. Why? Well, you Ward wins easily, I think. That, that, yeah, he does. That's not a, that, that doesn't bring him out of it. That doesn't draw any money, though? No. No, I think people's uh, had it with him, and that doesn't bring Ward out of retirement. You gotta, it's gotta Ward be like a unified light heavyweight champion yeah. who draws. There's no the light heavyweights don't draw right now. What about what about uh, what about Canelo versus Andre Ward? I was thinking about that, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs> Canelo's the best of the game right now. Andre Ward, but I, I wouldn't hate to see him come out of retirement to fight Canelo. Right, he'd have to come out and start fighting, get some fights in, and then. And then face Canelo, and Canelo's in his prime, prime right now. So yeah, this is this is elite Canelo right now. Other news: we got some big fights to close the show here at the championship rounds. Dave, got uh, we got Jalen Hurd, Jared Hurd versus Julian Williams. This is uh, not a big marquee fight, but Jared Hurd's defending his parts of the 154 uh, pound picture, uh, and he'll probably win. Dave, I'm taking Jared Hurd. Why? Hometown fight. Champion, great fighter. He beat Lara, which is a hard thing to do. And that, that fight could have gone either way, but he he did he did a good he had a great performance against Lara. Yeah. And uh he's probably better than Mungia right now. And that's all I gotta say about that, Dave. Any thoughts on Jared Hurd and what happens with 154? Like Mungia is lost right now. Like Mungia should be traded. I gotta trade, Dave. Gotta trade. Hear me out. <laughs> Hyman Mungia for a 60 for 60 pound Charlo. I'll take I'll you know, take that. That's an even Mungia gets all, everybody at 54, right? And 47, who wants to come up? He gets all that crop at PBC. Then you got Charlo, who's got all the middleweights are right there. I think that's that's gotta now you got Charlo fighting Brian Adams, the dude from the contender, Dave. I mean, really. <laughs> uh that's well, I want to see Herd Charlo. Herd's just man, something about him. He just puts his head in your chest and keeps coming no matter what. Yeah. Every time I'm like, ah, that's this dude's not that good. He's not gonna win. And you're watching the fight, and you're like, he's not gonna win, and he doesn't stop coming. So that's the guy who I forgot. My bad. Continue. What's that? I'm sorry. 
Continue, continue, my bad. Yeah, yeah. So Hurt, I, I really want him to get to a Charlo. I would love the build up for that fight because them, them Charlos are just mean. They're just, they're just, they just wake up honorary, man. So <laughs> I would love the press conferences and the build up. I'm always here for shenanigans, but past that, I really want to see that fight. I want to see her versus the versus Charlo. I, That's the fight that was slipping my mind with uh, with Tony Harrison facing Charlo in a rematch. Yes. And I forgot if that's going to be the fight in Texas or if that's going to be the fight in Vegas, because one of them is fighting Father's Day and the other one's fighting in Texas. So we'll see about that. But I think Charlo's going to get that belt back. You could do Charlo Hurd. Uh, that'd be an interesting fight, in my opinion. They probably do it in New York City, because I'm, you know, once what once from Texas and that where's the uh, where's the Jared Hurd from DC, right? I think so. So you got to find you got to find a place in the middle. So maybe maybe Miami. That would be hilarious. Just have him fight in Miami. Chaos. Yeah, that, so so her gets his rematch, and you think he wins the rematch because he won the first one. No, you mean Charlo? Charlo, Charlo, Charlo. He, yeah, he, I think Charlo. I, I thought Charlo won the first one. Yeah, me too. Right? Yeah, yeah. I I, I thought he did, but it. I mean, it was close, but I just I thought Charlo won the fight, and I I think definitely the motivation is going is going to take him to the second win. New York judges, right, Dave? Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's talk quickly. About top ranking, we'll go. We got uh, two rematches on Saturday night. You got Emmanuel Navarrete versus Isaac Dogbo. This is for the WBO Super Bantamweight Championship of the World, Dave. And this is the last piece. I believe Ray Vargas has the WBC. And Danny Roman has two of the pieces. Now, after he unified his unification victory last week at the Forum against TJ DeHenny, Roman has already came out and said he wants to fight Ray Vargas. Ray Vargas is with Golden Boy, Dave. Golden Boys with the zone. Danny Ramon's with Matt Truman to zone. Very easy fight to make. Probably sells a good amount of tickets here at the Forum or the, the Diggity Health Stub Up Home Depot Center. Back to this fight. Navarrete versus Dogbo. Both only have one loss. Navarrete is uh, probably slightly better. I think Navarrete won the first fight, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he did. He won a decision. And that was Dogbo's first loss. So he gave Dogbo his first loss, Dave. Navarrete hasn't lost since he fought in Mexico oh, so many years ago. He's basically, what is it? He's been, he's, he's been undefeated for about seven years, Dave. And now they're having this rematch in Tucson. I kind of want to see Dogbo win this fight. That way they have a trilogy. That way Navarrete can stay busy. So I will pick the upset, Dave. Picking Dogbo. Why? He's got a great name. That was only his first fight. Let's see if he learns from it, okay? He lives in London. He's from Ghana, Dave. And I don't know what they, I don't know what's in the water in Ghana. But Ghana has a whole bunch. They've got a bunch of great boxers out of Ghana. Wait, is that is I Corte from Ghana? I think so. I think uh, maybe. I'm gonna be called racist if I didn't. But thank God Dave's here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. I think I think I Corte might be from. Ghana. Comey, Richard Comey is from there. Uh, Claudie was from there. Agbeko. They got a bunch of fighters. But I'm gonna take Dogbo in the rematch. Even though Navarrete is uh, Latino, he's Mexican fighting in a Mexican backyard of, of Tucson. I will take Nagaret. I will take Dogbo rather in that fight. Any 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 horse in the race there, Dave? I'd be lying if I could predict that fight. I'd Main event of the evening is my guy Miguel Burchell. Okay, my guy Miguel Burchell. He beat uh, he beat Francisco Vargas by a decision. I believe no, he knocked him out. He knocked him out a couple couple, couple years ago. It's still Vargas's only loss, and I'm taking Burchell again. I think Burchell is arguably the best superweight super super featherweight fighter in the world. He's ranked by BoxRec as the best 100. That is the Tevin Farmer. 
That is the Gervonta Davis. That is the Andrew Concio. That is that weight class, Dave, that vaunted weight class. Miguel Burchell is an animal. He's 27 years old. He's 35 and one. One of the best, one of the best fight. I love watching him fight. So if you guys get a chance, try to watch him on ESPN. And uh, yeah, that's all I got, Dave. That's all I got. He's with top rank though. It's another fight on an Island, Dave. They got to find people like Terrence Crawford. And and this guy are on Murgell are on islands because Lomachenko he can find fights for Lomachenko at lightweight. They got the, all the belt. They got Teofimo. They got Kami. They got everybody in there, right? To to get a belt now. Obviously, Devin Haney and Matchroom are trying to get the WBC belt out of the, out of those grasps because uh, but Devin Haney is the number three guy. He wants to they, he wants to face the number one guy, which is Campbell, and because the number two guy is observing Ramadan Dave, so he can't fight because he's not eating. He's not doing his thing, so he can't fight. So they, obviously, he goes to the next man up. And uh, that's what they're pushing for, Dave. Do you think they should try to get the uh, the number one and the number three for the WBC? Or should they let Lomachenko fight the number one guy for a super-duper unification? Where do you think it goes? I'm always with the unification, a super unification. I'm the same way. I, but the thing is, I, I hate this promotion keeping us from these fights, man. It just seems like if there's money involved, get to the table, make it happen. You but know. that's going to be the deal with Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence. There's not enough money on the table for that fight. You know, Mikey Garcia is the one who sold the pay-per-views, not Errol Spence necessarily. So it, uh, it well, Crawford sold 150000 So it's still there's still a lot more money to be made on that, even though that is, in my opinion, that's probably the best fight you can make on paper. Yeah, it is. is. You know, that one and then jo Joshua Wilder, but especially Crawford and Spence. But the the thing, yeah, Spence, I heard him talk. Crawford's really not in the, in the future anytime soon because – he talked about all the fights he can make with PBC. So why go through this contentious uh, negotiation with top rank when you have Manny Pacquiao, Danny Garcia, Porter all lined up? And he said he could go through those fighters. And by the time he gets to Crawford, double his price. So I'm like, we're not going to see that Crawford fight anytime soon. I think that's the plan of attack, actually. I think, well, Spence and uh, Porter is already ordered. You know, winner, winner of that faces the winner of Thurman Pacquiao. So by the end of the year or early next year, you're going to have a, a undisputed champion with Terrence Crawford waiting out there fighting whoever top rank can find. And that's when they'll probably go back to the table and try to make that fight happen. So who can top rank find? I, I, I mean, they made a deal with MTK. So Amir Khan fought him. Maybe they get, maybe they get Kel Brook next. Uh, Progarai, who is the 140 pound King. He's going to be a free agent after the world boxing super series. Crawford is naturally a 40 pound. who could probably still make 40 right now. Um, maybe they do Progarai and Crawford, you know, a guy, another guy who would vacate his titles. So he m unified 140, went up, took on a, a test in Crawford. That's a fight that I could see Bob Arum throwing a ton of money at and trying to make happen. The but the problem is Progarai isn't a huge draw either. At least Amir Khan had a name. You know what I'm saying? Amir, Amir Khan was a known fighter. So we'll see what happens with Terrence Crawford. It should be uh, interesting. He's a beast. Who do you think is the pound for pound best fighter in the world? You got Crawford, you got Loma. Ah oh, man, I hate doing that to be honest. Because you, there's no right answer. There's no right answer. There's you can no even right take Canelo. Answer, I, I, I just think, yeah, you could throw Canelo in a mix, but I probably have Terrence Crawford. Actually, I think he's a beast. I think Terrence Crawford is best suited to beat Errol Spence uh, with think, the length. Yeah, switching the stances, the body work. Yeah, it's a tough fight. Yeah, I, I normally I'd roll with the bigger guy, but Terrence Crawford's. But I don't know. I don't. He's I couldn't special. pick that fight. I couldn't pick it. I, I wouldn't even try. I just want to watch it. There's rumors of talks of Danny Garcia possibly going over and fighting Terrence Crawford on ESPN. What do you think about that fight, bro? Because that's a, I'd be an interesting fight. I think Crawford would beat him. 
these that fight in New York again at the Barclays or MSG. Philly, Philly crowd will move in. Crawford bring his crowd. Yeah. What do you think Dan about that fight? Danny Garcia always shocks me, man. I'm, I'm always like, ah, I don't know. And then he comes out and does what he did in his last fight. Yeah, um, he, came, think, he looked amazing. Even though Granados like kind of looked like he he fell right into those left hooks. Oh, yeah, but it, looked, it, it was a great showcase. Yeah, he couldn't get out of the way of those punches. But I think uh, I think Ter Terrence Crawford beats him. But I think Danny Garcia puts up a, a really good show for himself. And the highlight of the fight is going to be uh, Garcia's father versus C Crawford, basically at the press conference. Oh, Having that's going to be crazy. Yeah, ain't crazy Angel Garcia. He's yeah. uh, he's a character. I saw him. At the at the at the, all the Garcia Granado stuff, couldn't get an interview with him. Got to get one soon. But he's a he's a funny guy. Dave, before I let you go, remember, guys, it's at Regular Dave two nine seven five. Some of the best uh, just sports talk in general, man. Just go check him out. He's uh, doing the damn thing on all social media platforms. I want to get your picks real quick before we bounce, man, on some upcoming fights. You down? I'm 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 down. Wilder Brazil. Oh, Wilder. I, yeah, I think he beats him pretty bad, actually. <laughs> Andy Ruiz, Anthony Joshua. I, Ruiz fought on the undercard of the Garcia fight, right? Yeah, it was him. Fast yeah. hands, good chin, solid yeah. power. Yeah, I think Anthony Joshua beats him up too. To be honest, I think it's a closer fight than people think. Is he? But it's when is that fight? June June one. Yeah, it's kind of short notice too. A little bit. Yeah, I just think I think Joshua beats him up, but. Yeah, you, all right. You, you I, never I'm know. Going I think it's gonna be a closer fight. I think these it's heavyweights, bro, with these man, one punch literally. Like I know, I know it's like cliche. Yeah, with these heavyweights, one punch can just change the whole situation. So of course I wouldn't count dude out, but I, I think, I think Wilder and Joshua both take care of business fairly easy. And then let's talk about the last guy, uh, Tyson Fury is taking on Tom Schwartz, who everybody seems to be shitting on. Okay, I don't, I don't know who that is. I didn't even know <laughs> Fury had a fight set up to be honest. Yeah, he's fighting June 50. He's fighting Tom Schwartz, this German guy. And uh, that's all we know is that he's German. <laughs> and apparently he's top 10 by the WBO. So who knows? Shout out to Tyson Fury for getting his bag, though. Not mad at it. Wish they, that, that Fury Wilder rematch would come to fruition soon enough. But from what I'm hearing, Dave, Luis Ortiz has been promised a rematch for Wilder later this year. So it looks like that's the route they're going to go this year. It looks like he'll face Brazil in a mandatory. And then he'll face King Kong in a rematch. Man, he almost knocked Wilder out. So yeah, I, I but now it's kind of like well, like Wilder, like or like Wilder knows what Ortiz has now. So I don't know if that's I don't know if he's able he's gonna be able to do that again. Yeah, but Ortiz still has it. Is the is the problem? <laughs> yeah, man, he, Ortiz is Cuban, right? Yeah, he, but he, you know they say he's thirty nine. He's probably sixty. Okay, yeah. <laughs> all these Cuban guys, <laughs> all these Cuban. Shout out to King Kong, Luis de Cubas, <laughs> Jay, the, all those guys at King Kong Boxing. They're great. They're super nice. I, you know those Cuban guys are never the age they say they are. You know what I'm saying? Like they, Burgundy, everybody, because they go through the Olympic process, bro. Like they go through two Olympics and they got to leave and they defect late. You know it sucks. It robs it robs them out of like ten years of paydays. Yeah. Well, he man, he gave Wilder some problems. So a lot of I, problems from the southpaw stance. Yeah, and they're he's technical. So I would love to see that fight again. I would. Yeah. I thought for a second Wilder Wilder like to act like he wasn't hurt, but he was on the verge of getting knocked a little out. stiff. He was a little stiff in the legs there. Yeah, so that's a good fight. But we hopefully, ought. hopefully that fights out here, regular Dave. If if it is, we're going. We gotta go. If it's a December to remember, like you know, you know, he liked fighting at Staples Center. Hopefully, he fights again in December. Uh, and I'm trying to think of other fights. We both have Gennady Golovkin beating uh, Steve Rolls, probably right. I don't. Uh, absolutely. Where does uh? 
uh, heavyweight that uh, tested positive. Where does he factor in? When oh, we got to talk about Jarrell Big Baby Miller, man. He had more juice than a CVS. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Brock Lesnar was looking at him like, whoa, bro, you need, to, you need to chill out a little bit. All right. Yeah, that's a lot, that's a lot of juice. This guy had three different banned substances. The WBA only banned him for six months, which is really not a suspension because fighters, they take six months breaks when they're not even, you know, suspended. So it's a bullshit suspension. It is what it is. Uh, they're more, maybe if you were smoking some weed like Julio Cesar Chavez, though, you know, it's, uh, it is what it is. Six months, Jarrell. I don't know if he could. I don't know if he's going to find a credible opponent or a credible fight right now, man. I don't know. He may have to do some more MMA and some kickboxing. He may be fighting like in Texas, or maybe he does some bare knuckle fighting regular day. <laughs> Who's in? Isn't that Paulie in the end of that bare knuckle? Paulie and Artem. That's going down uh, next month as well. They got to figure out a location. Maybe in Brooklyn. Maybe in Wyoming. Who knows? Mississippi. Maybe on a boat. But yeah, Paulie Malinaji, who's not known for the strongest hands in boxing. Is doing bare knuckle. Oh, wait, he's fighting, dude. He's fighting the Connor's guy. Yeah, they're fighting, they're fighting bare knuckle next month. I didn't know. I know he, I saw a video of him getting into it with dude, but I thought he was just there as media. I didn't know. No, he's fighting that dude. Oh, that's not good. That's gonna be real interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, because uh, Paulie has problems with his hands, doesn't he? Yeah, he's broke his hands multiple times, and now yeah. he's doing bare knuckles. Okay, so bare knuckles. That sounds like a bad idea. But. We'll see. Maybe Paulie just stick, sticks behind his jab for, for five <laughs> rounds. You know, he just out-jabbed him for five two-minute rounds. <laughs> anyway, Dave, this was fun, man. I'm glad we squeezed this in in between the Cinco de Mayo festivities, Dave. It's really awesome talking to you again and having you on the Fight Show podcast here Fantasy Sports Game Network. Man, I really appreciate being invited. As soon as you hit me up, I said, oh, talk boxing? Yeah, count me in. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to have you back on here if you want, man. I think we. I had a good time talking to you. Absolutely. I, you know what? I some of these undercards and I didn't check out. I'm. I gotta dig into it a little more so I can give you a little more insight. Especially if uh, if Joseph Diaz and Tevin Farmer fight, because then it's like Bad Bunny versus Big Sean. Yeah. If you could sell that thing <laughs> all over the place, folks. That's my guy, regular Dave. If you're watching the video, it's not Jonathan Banks, Gennady Golovkin's new trainer. It's my homie Dave. We go way back. We're talking boxing. Back-to-back -back Canelo breakdowns with Dave. Dave, where can they find you on social media? Uh, regular Dave. Just type in regular Dave somewhere, and I should show up somewhere. You will show up. It may have numbers. It may yeah, not have not, numbers. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's my guy, regular Dave. Folks, make sure to click the link down below and subscribe and rate and review the Fight Show podcast wherever you tune into your, your podcast. Maybe YouTube, Apple, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. We're everywhere. Once again, your host right here. Alex Fernandez at Mr. Fernandez at Mr. Alex Fernandez. It's the margarita mix. I'm telling you right now. Hey, at Mr. Alex Fernandez. Uh, as you can see, I'm doing big things on social. I'm trying to get to all the events. I'm trying to interview as many fighters as I can. Big kudos for my guy, regular Dave. It really boosts me up, man. I'm trying out here. I'm trying to make it big happen. And uh, when I, if and when I get on the zone or Fox Sports, I won't forget about my peeps. And uh, yeah, that'll be it for today's boxing episode. Make sure to tune in on Thursday. Thursday's live stream at this uh, on this channel. I'll be doing the MMA breakdown with uh, Coach Steven. And of course, it'll be up on Friday, wherever you listen to your podcasts. That's it for me. That's a long blurb. I need another, I need another margarita, Dave. Uh, anything else before we bounce? No, I got my beer. I'm ready to go. There it is, folks. Thank you all for listening.